0: Hello, ladies. The Big Balboski here. And right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness podcast.
1: They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness,
2: they talking all of this they- Hello everybody and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery Jr. With me this Please week. Please say the junior. <laughs> with me this week is a group that we don't often have. Not in a long time. No, to my right we have Mr. Sexy Punakana, the Now Forever, see Joe Rodermel, Coming to hi All Systems Joe. We also have uh Ek2Fly, Eric Trembicke. Greetings. And we have Mr. Wednesday Night Live. We call him Alo, the ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. Once again, no pay-per-view to review, no pay-per-view to preview. I feel like there's really not a whole hell of a lot to talk about this week, so you guys can correct me if I'm wrong about that.
3: Well, how often can we say with WWE schedule now, there's no pay-per-view to preview <laughs> or go over? So, I mean, yeah. take it in while you can.
2: It's weird to go this long without it. Um, but before we get into the show, obviously, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe on iTunes. And if you haven't already, please leave a five-star rating and review. Uh, so let me just get this out of the way. I have had a very busy weekend and first half of the week. I watched almost nothing from WWE. And my guess is I didn't miss too much. <coughs> nope.
1: Yeah,
2: I actually envy you. You envy me? I envy you. <laughs> Not going to lie. I envy me too. So I- I'll say this
1: and, you know, you won't agree with it. But if for some reason you would have watched, like if you would have been excited to watch wrestling and it maybe you would have caught a portion of, Of the NWA Crockett Cup Saturday and then saw nothing from Monday and Tuesday, you would be so happy. Meanwhile, Aaron's saying, Oh God, he watched none of that, but he watched five hours of WWE this week. (laughs) Oh,
0: no. Oh, no. I'm not saying because of that. I'm saying, No wonder why Marcus is here, because it's to talk about the NWA Crockett Cup.
1: I thought that there's a lot of good stuff to talk about besides that. I actually just listened to a review on it. So I thought, you know, why not sprinkle that in? Because that was the first bit of wrestling. We okay. Got this okay.
0: Week. Well, you're here for Cody. We know that. You're definitely <laughs> a sprinkler.
1: <laughs> I'm a sprinkle all around.
3: Yikes. Uh, first, Let, let's, hear I Eric, mention. let's
1: hear Aaron make we're all sound good.
0: <laughs> I, I, ain't nobody could do that.
3: I think, I think you could spin so, some, some, some stories.
0: Nope. You can't do that. Uh, first thing I, I, I just want to
2: mention very quickly. I mentioned last week that I had to like give WWE credit for reaching hundred dollars a share for the first time on the stock market, only to find out the next day that they suffered some like pretty big losses. So what did
1: drop? With like 18 bucks a share. It was thir- I think it was thirteen.
2: Yeah.
3: What um, caused the drastic drop? Just It, it might have been
2: me acknowledging number. this company doesn't deserve to be hitting all-time highs, and the next day people sold their stocks. That's what I think it is. I feel like I'm influencing a lot of stuff in WWE right you now. You are very influential. <laughs> um, also, Raw had their lowest non-holiday rating ever, I believe, this week. Only 2.16 million, I think, if that number was accurate. And SmackDown under 1.9 rating. So both shows did terribly this week. And I couldn't be happier about that. And I think they may like try to blame like, oh well, Kofi Kingston isn't a draw as a champion. This show has sucked for so long. They have given people no reason to watch for so long, and people finally have listened to me when I say, if you don't like it, stop giving them your money, stop buying their merchandise, stop buying their tickets, and stop watching their shitty TV shows, and finally people seem to be doing that.
1: I actually am so mad at myself that I can say I contributed to Rawls' rating, because (laughs) I wish I I didn't watch, so it could have been lower.
0: Oh, so Marcus comes at me to make Raw sound good. I didn't even contribute to a rating.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh on. But you're always defending the product. That's I'm the not thing. defending
0: the product. I'm, I, oh understand I understand That's story. I understand story. Just because it's not what it. I just because it's not what I want doesn't mean I don't understand it.
3: I have no shame admitting I contributed to the viewership. <laughs>
0: yeah. Can I? Can
2: I just admit how much I love the idea of us feuding over who contributed less to the Raw ratings? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> I haven't contributed to the Raw ratings since the week before Thanksgiving. I have not watched a single show. The only show I watched live was SmackDown when Kofi had that gauntlet match. The only show I've watched live since Thanksgiving. And was well worth it. Um, But there, as much as they may be profiting and as much money as they may be making, I do think there is a slight downward turn happening for them whether it affects them really who knows um remains to be seen Alexa Bliss apparently talked a little bit of trash on social media about Sasha Banks and Bailey and I don't know if I have anything really to say about it other than clearly this is like a real thing that I don't know if they're going to turn into a storyline or what they might as well. They've I had mean, a tendency
3: of doing that lately, just taking some real beefs and turning it into something more profitable. So I could say I think they
1: looks like they're gonna have a hard time with Bailey being on a different show and Sasha not being around.
2: Yeah, and do we even know what show Sasha's supposed to be on at this
0: point? No. I mean is. the
1: superstar shakeup isn't over until September, so
3: <laughs> Did anybody move shows this week? They're just yeah, popping people out and saying, Oh, this guy's part of the shakeup. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Gals the B and team. And got Gals and Anderson, game, right? Yeah, and Gals and Anderson. Okay. So the shakeup is still ongoing. Yes, it's still... Oh, yeah. There's no kind of end in sight. <laughs>
2: um. So Kevin Owens in the New Day. I know very little. I know that Kevin Owens attacked Xavier, and I know that he had Xavier on the Kevin Owens show. Are they doing this well? Like, is this... Was this good this week? Not really. Not, not the one to ask. <laughs> Alo, was this any good this week?
0: Well, you know what to expect from Kevin Owens, and we already know what to ex- kind of expect from Kofi Kingston. Because you always, we we always get we always ha- have the aspect of like who's like the big guy on the show, and even though Kofi's the WWE champion, we know he's been stuck in the mid-card for 11 years, and even though he deserves to be champion, he's not seen as that main event-level guy. Kevin Owens can be seen as that main event-level guy, and Kevin Owens, he kind of carried it for the most part. And uh Kofi is basically discussing how we try to give Kevin Owens a second chance and stuff, but I think Kevin Owens really carried a lot of it because he basically was saying how Kofi is in championship material, and we all know Kevin Owens, he's all about... Being a prize fighter, so I thought Kevin Owens did a good job with his role. In a few weeks ago, prep talked about how the first week when Owens joined up with the New Day, how he kind of like glanced at the title, like that small detail showed that he, the term was going to come sooner or later. But I think Owens did a great job. But but it's it's just it's like the, it's like what we kind of talked about going to WrestleMania going to WrestleMania. What's going to happen post WrestleMania with Kofi? It's like we really care. Yeah, we all love Kofi, but can he carry the whole show?
2: Yeah, um, Joey, what did, you, what did you not think was good about it? Because I didn't, I didn't see any of it. First of all, did you like
3: Big O? I did like Big O. That would be the main thing. Like, I thought it was something new and fresh. We've all seen this version of Kevin Owens before, so Big O was entertaining, and they could have probably rode that out a little longer um, to not have so much, I guess, I don't know, dead time between them. I wouldn't say it was awful. Um, it's just, again, you have Kofi, the champion, still packaged with the new day. Um, it was Kevin Owens kind of picking a fight with Xavier woods more than anything else and um, Kofi coming out then playing a little small part and it's kind of it doesn't feel like a feud it feels like it's still just
2: so you think they're not your issue is more they're not presenting Kofi as if he's the champion
3: kinda yeah that's that's kind of where I'm at that was like one of my biggest fears
2: was they give him the title just to say they gave it to him but it doesn't they don't treat him like he's the champion. No. So if that's what they're doing, it's a shame. But I do think... Uh, I couldn't care less about Money in the Bank. I saw the the men's Money in the Bank participants. I'm like, I couldn't care less. I The one thing I'm looking forward to is I think Kofi and KO will have a great match at that pay-per-view. and That's sure. the only thing I really care about. And
3: they can definitely pull off something that's going to be worthwhile.
2: Um... Now, I saw something on Twitter. I didn't watch the AJ Styles Seth Rollins contract signing, but I did see a couple people say that AJ did not have a very good promo. Uh, Would you say that was accurate? Eck, I know you said you contributed to the Raw rating. What did you think of AJ and Seth?
1: I don't think either of them really had a good promo. I don't think it was, it wasn't god awful. We've seen worse. I think It wasn't A.J. De Niro? It, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it definitely wasn't that. I, I think the good thing, the only kind of hope it had there for A.J. is it looks like he's going to be the one playing the heel role in it. And he'll obviously do better than that because A.J. De Niro was a babyface. <laughs> and if we can get him out of babyface territory, he should be fine. Agreed. To, now, I mean, I I know everyone, you know, the majority of WWE fans and viewers, we were all looking forward to Rollins being champion and it, the belt being off the of Lesnar. But again, this this promo wasn't nothing special. It really didn't get me excited, and it was just, I don't know. I think it's the common issue with the product; it's just too predictable. Yeah, it wasn't it was a contract sign. It was a contract signing. You know, you've seen them before. I kind of almost wanted one of them to be more
3: disrespectful or something. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of just not getting enough heat from two, two again, you said baby in situation. Um, I don't think it was awful, but like you said, it's predictable. It's been there, done that, I've seen it. It's kind of just cookie-cutter. Um, it didn't play up the heat that you kind of got when um, AJ and Norton were shooting. Um, it didn't have any of that kind of heat, which, which was good for the product. Right. Maybe it's because there's two traditional heel-face kind of roles in there. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, again, it's not on Lesnar and you have Seth Rollins carrying the title on the show already more times than Lesnar did all of last year. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. I'll take that.
2: Is there any good storytelling happening right now? Is, are they doing anything that's entertaining or creative right now?
1: In WWE, they're...
3: I mean, they're, they have some things. They're doing some good promo work. Um, I like I like what they're doing. I kind of like what they're doing with uh, Braun. I mean, um, Bray Wyatt. I was hoping someone
1: would bring that up. I, I, I'm excited about the Bray Wyatt stuff. Um,
3: we'll see how it plays out in the Ring, but this may be being too
1: hopeful. But the stuff with the Usos and the revival, I kind of have my hopes up for that. Um. The fact that the re- Revival is worded to decline new contracts, I think that could just be a squash. I mean, hopefully we get some entertaining matches. You know, hate it to be like, hey, let's just call it about the match. But they got a nice little feud going on, and it's really going to make the tag
3: titles kind of second fiddle in the tag division. Which is fun. I like they're doing more tag teams. But hey, again, exactly the predict, predictability part of it is they, they, they break out um, – Tag teams, they dust them off uh, like Gallows and Anderson, thinking you're gonna revive their careers, and this is the same old thing. And they just have them lose, <laughs> put over another. Did they really?
2: They came back and lost. Oh uh, yeah, they went came back and <laughs> uh,
1: they came they came on Raw, and you you didn't know they were on Raw until their music hit. Commentary put them over that. You know the shakeup's still going on, and then while they're walking down, you see a promo from backstage saying how. They thought Smack their career on SmackDown didn't go as well. They're back on Raw, where they're former tag champions, and they're they're here to make
2: a you know remake the name and statement. then they lose.
3: Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> they made a statement that we're exactly the same as it's always been for the last two and, yeah. and a half three years. <laughs> they basically made a statement
1: that Revival's not the only <laughs> tag team going out of here. You know, we're, we're going toe. Don't forget about us. We're leaving. <laughs>
2: Uh, I'm glad Joey brought up Bray Wyatt because to me that's the only thing that has, like, drawn me in at all. I mentioned last week my hope was that we would get, like, a split personality type of situation. Like, this nice guy, child-friendly act would be an act or it would only be, like, one part of it. That's
3: kind of what they're doing.
2: And then we see him with this painting of, like, what, I, what looked to me like a, a depiction of... The uh, the cabin on fire that happened yep. during the uh, oh it was the uh, house Randy on fire, yeah. um. So like, did it feels. You, like wait, did that's you see his tweet about that? Huh? So good, so great. Did you see his tweet about that? I didn't.
1: So I'm, I'm not going to quote it directly, but he basically wrote all the wrongs that Randy Orton did to him over a year ago. That he you know burned this house down, did this and did that. And then at Randy Orton, just so you know, I forgive you.
0: <laughs> oh, did you see what Randy said back?
2: I did not see that.
0: Okay. Talk about yourselves. I'll, I'll look for it because it was great too.
2: Well, the only thing I'll say is
0: uh,
2: I'll, I'll reserve judgment on that, whether Rand, Randall said anything that was entertaining or interesting. You know, I,
1: you know I'm surprised and I, I may have missed it, Um Trying to think when I even noticed because I think oh well, what's it called? I when guess you- it wasn't SmackDown. I only call it like 15 minutes of SmackDown, but it's um at some point commentary was talking about you know three people from, from that's in the Money in the Bank ladder match have won it. Um, I, I'm sure you'll love the stat that the Randy Orton's the only person to cash in successfully that's in this uh, Money in the Bank ladder match. No, really? Nice little staff for a patch to <laughs> cheat To about. sink my
2: teeth into.
3: Something to chew <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, so um, I found a tweet. So Randy, R response to that says, you had WWE spend $2 million on a photo projected bugs. What would you expect me to do? <laughs>
2: here's, here's my issue with that. Oh, God, Pash. <laughs> the photo projected bugs were far from the worst part about that thing. First of all, them investing all that time into making Bray Wyatt appear supernatural only to just lose in a boring match at WrestleMania to Randall Orton was was the, the problem there. I don't know. I hate Randall. He could there's nothing he could have said. Yeah, it wasn't. He could've criticized
3: Donald Trump and I still wouldn't have liked him. He still oh <laughs> would have booed him. He would've defended Donald Trump the next day.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he, he would, Randall Orton's
3: me, way off base.
2: Randall Orton would have made me a MAGA guy. <laughs> wouldn't
0: have surprised uh, me. <laughs> oh my
2: gosh. No, there there's nothing that could that could uh turn me around on that. Um I don't know. I, I'm curious how long we get before we see Bray in a match. I don't well, think it'll work. They don't, know
1: show, they don't know what show he's on still. So I think we might be waiting a while. It'll um, either be at Money in the Bank or it'll be after it. I think and it, it be won't after. be a match. Yeah, it won't be a match. It'll be when we see him come out and make an impact.
2: And uh, like I, I almost don't know. Do I want to see him? be, like, good sometimes and evil sometimes. I don't know if I want to see them, like, drag out this, him being the good guy as long as they can, and you start to see little cracks.
1: Well, he's going
3: to be a sociopath. That's the word of the
2: You know,
1: know, (laughs) um, (laughs) I want to get to that. I'm pretty sure what's going to happen is going to be just, like, the big O. He'll come out and be a face for a week, and then... With no patience, they'll have him
3: turn on someone a week later.
2: And it will be the old Bray Wyatt with the hat.
3: <laughs> he actually he actually what? looks a lot better. He looks like he's more in shape. He looks oh, yeah. like he's...
2: I, I do love the
1: idea of the word of the day, though. And it'd be, <laughs> like, not what you're supposed to be teaching your kid.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, I think this is interesting. It's different. It's good. He is selling the hell out of it. And I really hope that they continue... Putting in this level of effort because I think he's good enough that he like deserves to have something good and interesting to do because he can be entertaining. Does he mean, wrestle like, in the sweater? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: <laughs> Look what he's wrestled in thus far. <laughs> True. <laughs> Does JoJo get involved in this at all?
0: Nah, she's not. I need it back on my TV.
3: <laughs> and, and, and one of the best things about it is you get, you get him away from those same old promo that we said just was kind of the same rhetoric over and over again. You can get him a little fresh.
2: Yeah, and I mentioned this on the show last week, Joey, that like one of the most compelling things he did during that run was his feud with Cena when they were playing that angle of like the kids were starting to like buy into him. And I love that, and it kind of ended immediately. And so I like that they've gone directly to him, like, selling himself to children. Like, I I really think that that is, um, it could be something that's really good. Uh, Becky Lynch, defending both titles, one on each show. She's in a feud with... The Sassy Southern Belle, one of my favorite nicknames. <laughs> one of my favorite dumb nicknames no, that they've come sex, up with.
3: Isn't
1: it the Sexy Southern Belle? Sassy.
2: Yeah, I thought it oh, was I thought, Sassy.
1: I thought they been saying sexy.
3: 2019, we can't say sexy. Well, <laughs> we
2: nope. th- oh, say it to you every week.
3: <laughs> well, that's because I am Mr.
2: Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and I know she is defending against Charlotte on SmackDown. She had a match against Bayley. Joey... I know you weren't here when we discussed this last week. Do you want to see Becky continue defending both titles for a little while, or do you think she needs to lose one and stick to one show?
3: I probably think she should uh, give one up and stick to one show. So you think she should lose one at Money in the That's Bank? That's just next my week? thought. I don't think she will, but I think it would be better for for the title for the title picture if she wasn't forced to defend on both shows. Joey, I know
1: it's a little premature, but just in case I'm not here with you. I'm used to that. Do you have have a preference on which one she loses, or do you have also maybe your uh, prediction is the opposite of your preference?
3: My preference, again, I would have to think about the preference. It depends on who's on whose show. I don't want to see it go to Charlotte right now. I'd like to see someone else kind of carry the mantle. Yeah, Um, that's kind of
1: my thing. Like I I would like her on Raw. But I don't want Charlotte getting that belt for a 19th time.
3: No, nah, yeah. I mean, we can hold off on that. She's, she's had enough title reigns for now. Let's get some fresh faces in there. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking to have her on SmackDown, but that's, again, I would have to do some more research. I wouldn't mind seeing Ember Amber Moon getting a title shot uh, or a title reign for a little bit. See what she could do with that. Has she had a legitimate like
2: match for a title yet? Who? Ember Moon? Ember Moon? No. Has she been even in the mix at all? She's been she was in the, in
0: the la- She was in the ladder match last year. Yeah. She may have been in, like, some
1: four-way on Raw before, like, to determine a number <coughs> like one Like a number contender, one contender's match. Yeah, number one contender's yeah.
3: match. And-
2: I just feel like she's... Other than Asuka, who has been more, like, undervalued than her? Because she yeah. was, like... Oh, be of,
1: careful. Lana's gonna tweet about this that it was her that was
2: public <laughs> Yeah. Well, Lana sucks, but <laughs> rumor is she's number one. <laughs> that is and that is strictly a rumor. <laughs> Nothing factual about that. Um like Ember Moon was one of our like favorites for a while when she was in NXT. When, I went to a damn Phillies game with her. That's true. The photo ev- photographic evidence to prove it. Mm-hmm. And she was one of the NXT call-ups I feel like we were most excited about. And she's, like, never really gotten anywhere. I don't know. I just think it's a shame. I would love to yeah, see her Yeah, I mean, she's get-
3: definitely by the wayside, 'cause Like, I mean, you see some of these NXT guys. Like, I like the fact that they're using Ricochet more. I like the Alistair Black promos that they're doing. But Amber Moon's someone that's come up and never really fulfilled the full promise. Either by her, just not... Doing things that they're looking for, or they're just overlooking her. But, um, she definitely has the potential to carry the title, put it on her, and see what happens.
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't, I obviously, you guys know I don't want to see Charlotte win the title again. I'm over it. You guys also know I think she's one of the most overrated WWE performers that they have on the roster. Every promo, yeah. she does the same voice. She talks just. Like, she's barely better than Brie Bella on the microphone at this point. They all sound exactly with that same
0: cadence. Now, Pash, huh? sorry, sorry, the camera's not working, so I'm sorry to cut you off. I gotta take oh, yeah, yeah, my spots somehow, some way. <laughs> now, is it, is it due to oversaturation of Charlotte? Why do you feel she's overrated now? Because we'll get to that a little bit later. Because being overrated isn't always a bad thing.
2: No, I think she's overrated in that I don't think she's as good as everybody else thinks she is. I think she's a phenomenal athlete, and she's been in some really good matches. But I think when she talks, it always sounds the same. It's always that same very slow, very loud voice. And it's like, okay, I've heard you do this a million times. And I think she's sloppy in the ring, too. I feel like she's... I feel like it, almost every one of her matches, there's a point where she almost legitimately injures someone. But I think because she's Charlotte Flair, people give her a pass that they wouldn't give other people. So I think she's overrated in the sense that I don't think she's as good as everybody makes her out to Meow. be. And she is. Yeah. And it is oversaturation, too.
1: Uh, I, can't agree with, I can't agree with a lot of that, uh, but I will say that oversaturation is my huge issue with her.
0: Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's the main thing, but Pash makes valid points. I'm not going to sit here and try to change his mind. They're all valid points, <laughs> and wrestling's subjective. But oversaturation, I think that's the, the big deal about it.
2: Yeah, like I've thought that she was overrated for like well over a year. I, I mean, I brought it up on the show a few times, but like I think that she gets made out to be something more than what she is. Which is fine. Yeah, I mean, like, she, She's always been your least favorite of the four. Yeah, there was never a time when she was not four out of those four. <laughs> Overrated or player-hated? Both. Oh. Well, I don't know if she's a player, so <laughs> she might be.
3: Your play-hate.
2: <laughs> I, I may be. Uh, but, yeah, I'd rather see it be someone else on SmackDown than her.
1: And uh, I would love Becky to end up on Raw when, you know, when she's got to drop a belt.
2: Yeah, I
1: just don't so want I mean, it to be to her. Yeah, that—that's what I—I like, I was nervous. You know, hopefully they don't do the norm. Like the norm, someone has two belts, drop one right away. I would like for her to retain both that Money in the Bank, unless you know we do have a week or two left. Uh, I don't know when Money in the Bank is, but hopefully they can make the SmackDown Live match a uh, multi-woman match, so someone besides Charlotte can win.
0: In well, the words I'm, of
2: Michael Cole, a week
1: from
0: Sunday. <laughs> well, I'm starting to think that sh- Becky's going to end up on Raw and, Raw and drop the SmackDown title. I talked about last week how they might – how I don't think they'll do it for a second consecutive year. But we might see somebody cash in the, the briefcase. I think I, – I, going on right now, I think Mandy Rose is winning Money in the Bank. As much as you guys will hate it, I think that's where they're going to go. I don't well, hate it.
1: Not me. I don't I think hate it. I love it. that. Mandy in the Bank.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think Mammy's gonna win Money in the Bank. I think that the te- the SmackDown title will go to SmackDown because look at that Raw roster. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw Moment of Bliss with the reveal of the woman in the in the ladder match on the Raw end, but we look at it with the loss of Sasha Banks and who knows what that's uh, what that's going to happen because allegedly she dyed her hair black, but. That's that might be looking too deep because she can always it back. But you look at that ro- look You look at the depth in that roster. It's what Dana Brooke, Natty, Naomi, Alexa, and who else you have on Raw? Anaya Nia Jax is out. Is Where's Tamina? At? She's still there, but th- 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 there's there's no depth on that Raw roster. So I think Becky. Oh, Lacey Evans, who's going to be in the title match of Money in the Bank. So I think you might see Becky ho- holding on to the Raw title. But and still beat Charlotte, but hold on to the Raw title and stay on Raw because Raw needs the, the depth of the women's division.
3: Yeah, I mean that's definitely fixable. Being the fact that the Superstar shakeup's still ongoing, you got <laughs> to fix who's where. <laughs> I love that this is like a weekly
2: thing that it just still isn't. You, you
1: guys out there in Delco are
2: doing all the writing on WWE. I swear. <laughs> yep. 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 Well, speaking of all the writing on WWE, the last WWE thing I have in my notes. um, I can't believe
1: believe you had this much in your notes, honestly.
2: Sami Zayn is based, well, because I'm trying not to like shortchange everything. I'm trying to be generous. But, I mean, is Sami Zayn basically based on me? Yes. (laughs) Like, are they writing that character literally based on Ron Patchery Jr.? (laughs)
0: Yeah, that was Brian Gerard James' last blessing in WWE. <laughs> Do you
1: think Sammy's doing this out of spite for all the times you ever went on a tirade about the IWC? And, and using Sammy as the example? Name, you always
2: brought his name into it? I mean, I don't think so because to me what he's doing would be like an honor to me that he's going out there and using my personality. But I do, I'm glad you brought that up. Because Alo has mentioned it a couple times. You've mentioned it a couple times. Whenever I have used Sami Zayn as that example, I was probably being unfair to Sami Zayn. Um, so I just want to get that on the record and make my apology known because I do think Sami Zayn is very good and he is way more than just a quote-unquote worker. So I want to be clear that I've never had any ill intent for Sami Zayn. That was just always the first name that came to mind as a guy who they who they liked his work right
3: Well, if he starts doing Sammy versus the World, then you know for sure. For sure. <laughs> Could you imagine that if he comes out to Sammy
2: versus the World?
3: <laughs> I love that.
1: <laughs> imagine imagine a uh, pencil pencil design of his face and uh, a teal t shirt.
0: Yeah, oh my and, God. and doing uh, the the Pash's eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> Should I start
2: wearing a Jeff cap? i think you should oh <laughs> please. <my God. laughs> please oh my god don't let me forget about that I you know isn't your birthday
3: around
1: the chapter. corner
2: it yeah is it's next week on, on monday oh my <laughs> god. yes see if i can go find one of these <laughs> Oh my yes. god! 30 years young um, yeah i'll be i'll be 40 on monday i set a goal back at the end of january when i was kind of at a <laughs> emotional and mental low point that i wanted to be under 200 pounds by my birthday and as of today i am 198.8 <laughs> tony so, <laughs> his boots. yes i am officially i don't even have to cut weight to be in the cruiserweight division anymore <laughs> i'm not you trying gotta keep to keep it off there. you gotta keep it off oh yeah i'm never gonna let that scale say 200 first again um my besties idol matt hardy had an issue with that before <laughs> Um, And do you guys – are you guys still loving this Sami Zayn? Actually, let me go to Joey first because he didn't get to talk about this last week. Are you enjoying the Sami Zayn, I hate the WWE universe, and I was so happy to be injured and away for ten months because I didn't have to be around you people. Are you enjoying this character by Sami Zayn? Yeah,
3: yeah. It's definitely entertaining. Again, it's kind of um, more of what he was doing with Kevin Owens, kind of playing off that. Um, That's kind of what I feel – But I definitely enjoy it. I like I like that version of Sammy Zayn. Gives him a little edge. They just gotta get him some more in the ring work.
2: So here actually I'm glad you brought that up, because I thought about this earlier today. I forgot to write it down and I almost forgot I wanted to ask it. And Alo, I I think I'll ask you this one first. Uh, do you think there's any chance that when Sammy does have a match again? You know, what? he already has had a match, but what I would love is if he came out and did not wrestle the Sami Zayn style, similar to what Mick Foley did in ECW when he won't uh, be hardcore anymore. <laughs>
0: I don't think that's good, but I don't think they'll do. I uh, would love if he came out and just Aaron, had like a generic
2: match. I thought Aaron was going to hate it because ECW was referenced. Oh, no. Mm. Eck, what yeah. would you think about that? If he came out and did not wrestle like the high-flying, like high-work-rate style, if he did like a very generic, like... I, I would love it. It would make this so much better,
1: in my opinion. Now, I'm not saying it's terrible, but I have little hope that once there is a player two in this storyline, is all downhill.
2: Now, you're probably right. Now, Joey, the, the question I was going to ask you... Would you like to see this version of Sami Zayn be like the Universal Champion at some point?
3: Definitely. Definitely. Time for it. I mean, would they put someone like him in the title with the title though?
2: I don't
0: know. No. That was the they question. Really
2: never did before.
3: Yeah, but he—he
1: he, This mic work is beginning high praise. Sorry yeah, but, to cut you off, man.
0: Yeah. Mic work's I, excellent. No problem. Because, like I said, technical difficulties. So, <laughs> so that's the problem here. So I apologize for cutting anybody off. So. But to go rock, to go for, for a last week about Sami Zayn possibly being like Daniel Bryan with the world title, the perfect foil for Sami Zayn like Pasha last week was Seth Rollins. I think because of the whole like you people think you're 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 owed something, and he could easily flip that around on Seth since Erickson Seth's the the fan favorite. That right, be, like
2: Seth was okay. the guy that they were owed as champion. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: I think of people that are on the roster that makes sense, I think that is the smartest way to go. I think you give Seth another monumental win, go against AJ, and then it'd be him and Sami Zayn. I, almost, I wouldn't be surprised if they did something weird, like put him against EC3 or someone completely obscure. <laughs> I forgot he was even there. <laughs> Most people have. He might be dead after what Strowman did. Did Dennis Strowman put him through like the
2: stage? So, yep. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad that everybody is enjoying Sami Zayn so much, and I'm especially glad that everyone, everyone, like I shouldn't say everyone, but all of you guys, uh, prep included, truly do seem to feel like, like either I'm writing this, or, or that it is based
1: on me. <laughs> I'm glad you, uh, you're you enjoying it just since he's always the butt of all your jokes. I know. And
2: you know what? I think it is perfect that, like, the guy that I have used as that argument every single time is now doing the exact thing that I always do on this show. I think it's hysterical.
0: Yeah. Now, when he first said, you people think you deserve everything. And then <laughs> what, really pop, what really popped me <laughs> was when he was like, a five-year-old came up to me to sign my action figure. And my first instinct was to say no. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs>
2: Oh, it was it was excellent when he brought up the uh, the definition of like psychological entitlement or whatever it yes. was. Like, so good. There are points in this promo when he's like down on his knees. <laughs> like, I think it's 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 so, so good. good. Are you getting Monday
1: a- night Monday Night Raw is like the show where you learn a word every
2: day. Monday Night or Patch?
1: no? We got we got two words.
2: Oh yeah, sociopath <laughs> and psychological sociopath. Entitlement <laughs> um. So, is there anything else that warrants any type of discussion on Raw or SmackDown? Well, the
3: only thing I would say, uh, uh, but it's more of a question for you guys, is um, due to injury, the Hardy Boys had to relinquish their titles before Lars, the genetic freak, came down and ruined everything. Um, they had to relinquish their tag titles. Where do they go from here? Where do the titles go or where do the
1: Hardy go? Where do the titles go? Oof. Your guess is as good as mine.
3: Does
2: Lars become the tag team champions? <laughs> no, he is the I, tag team champions.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, I have, I have no clue because they haven't even really put any focus on tag teams in a few weeks. Remember, the Usos went to I, the Raw. I mean, they're going to so do like
3: have, a winner-take-all kind of match. They're going to have a number one contender match. How do you think they're going to handle it?
0: Like, and I an, I, like, d- they forgot
2: they has teams on the show. Is it going to be another I, tournament? We get a tournament twice a year for the tag team titles. <laughs>
1: Um, Joey, since you brought this up, what's your thoughts on, um, Lars Sullivan?
3: Uh, kind of not a fan. <laughs> is he from CK? Yeah, he's, he's from CK, is he? Yeah. <laughs> the mean sucks.
2: streets of CK. I,
3: I, I can't help but think you're getting a rectal exam right now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, he, he, he screams slower, lower.
3: Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I kind of asked Alo about him before he kind of made his appearance. He said he's boring as hell. So that's yeah. all, I can, all I can think about when he comes out is this dude with a blockhead who's going to be boring as hell.
2: And it seems like he has lived up to those expectations.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And if you can't get over it, and if you can't get over at NXT, then there's you're no beat. need. Yeah. So, I, I understand. Trying to do the opposite. Yeah. I, I see. I see. I see what Vince sees in him, but no. You know, I'm not buying that. There's one
2: person I could think of that was not over in NXT that what that did get over on the main roster.
0: Elias. Elias. Yes,
2: but Elias did win the WrestleMania weekend crowd over when he did uh, El Vagabundo El or whatever his name is. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> so good. he was over for for a minute in NXT. Um, yeah, Joe. Oh, like I really don't know about yeah. tag team champs.
0: Yeah, sorry to cut you off, Bash, but I gotta give it to Jeff for. Uh, Holding out because he needed that knee surgery for, like, three or four years. Jeez. Because it was back when they were at Impact because he was talking about how he would need, like, a whole – he would need surgery and be out at least a year, but he's been wrestling with a brace. It was, it was around the time of, like, the final deletion. What was it, like, a
2: knee replacement, like ACL? Do, do we
0: know think I think I think, I, I, I think it was – I'm almost positive that years ago he said it was his ACL. And he was wrestling, like, he had a brace on. It took him a while to do a swanton. Back then, but yeah, he did that surgery for a while.
2: Well, yeah, tip of the cap then to Jeff Hardy. Um, I just had another thing that I wanted to bring up from WWE, and it just completely slipped my mind. Oh, has there been any word yet on Daniel Bryan's injury, or are they still keeping that a secret? Still hush. That has to be a head injury or a neck injury then, or else yeah. we would, I feel like we would know by now. I think yeah. someone
3: threw plastic bags in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so he's swimming out in the middle of the yeah, Atlantic he's, Ocean, he's cleaning up the plastic. Cleaning up the plastic from the ocean right now. And <laughs> oh, very good. It could very well be what it is. As a shoot. He's not even injured. He's just out at sea cleaning up the oceans. Um, so the last two things I have to bring up there. One is kind of related to WWE. Um... I'll save the thing I know Eck really wants to talk about for last.
0: So, Which one? I think it's equal.
2: Nah, I think there's one he there's one he told me he prefers earlier <laughs> okay. today. Um. So I'll start with the other one first. I noticed this like late last night. I couldn't fall asleep. Started scrolling through social media, and I see. I you must have seen it
1: before, May, though. Yeah, you were first to see.
2: It. I saw it. it. One a.m. Mate, was this the first tweet? The first time he's ever tweeted, or like? Because I, yeah, I think following it's a whole new anyone. account. Yeah, um, I
0: believe it was.
2: An account for at John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose. And we saw a, a minute and 30 second vignette of him breaking out of what appears to be a jail cell, hopping a fence with barbed wire, Wrapping ripping the barbed wire off. We see him in training. And John Moxley was clearly his character before he got to WWE well-known for death matches and all that kind of stuff. You guys all know that I am no fan of the death match, but I can't tell, and I'm not looking forward to watching him in a death match. I probably won't, but I, I don't can't think tell you're you. are going to see him in one. Well, good. <laughs> but I can't tell you how excited I am that this guy left, and a lot of people speculated he was going to be away from wrestling for a while, and this dude immediately is like, here I am. I looked at the whole thing of him breaking through the bricks as like, I broke free from this Bring hellhole that chill. I was at before. Yeah. Like, that was the intention. I I loved it. I was so excited, so happy. You guys know as soon as we heard that he was going to leave, I was like, I can't wait for him to just go somewhere else. Like, I want him to stone cold salute WWE. Um, so, Eck, I assume you saw this this morning. Um, yes. And you, as the noted, like the guy who was like Dean, the only person who may have liked Dean as much as you is Joey. What were your immediate thoughts when you saw this? So I didn't, I didn't see it from his Twitter.
1: And I didn't see it from the best Instagram account when I first saw it. Um, I sent it to Aaron and prep this morning. I don't know what time, but when I saw it, the caption was, I hope this is real. So I thought maybe like, I thought it, might have been something that was custom made someone made it for him so did i i thought
2: the same thing like clearly he didn't
1: do this (laughs) and and the first the first time i watched it it wasn't the full like minute and a half i think it was only 40 seconds or maybe even less so i really thought like this could have this was some like a1 editing this was some real good work someone put into it like the caption really threw me for a loop then I got to find the the Twitter account, or I found that a caption saying this was shared from his Twitter account, and I got to watch the whole thing. Um, chills, excitement. I think the only thing really that comes to my mind to compare it to would be, and it wasn't done as well. And I know everyone's came around a lot more on Cody since he's left, but like I remember, like <sighs> his first Bullet Club vignette, it was so. Kind of weird. They didn't, like, he had, like, the worst induction into the Bullet Club. But it was just, like, it was so cool to see a WWE guy get this vignette. And then it it was outside of WWE. It was someone that you knew. It was someone that had name value. It wasn't, like, a bottom feeder. And Dean, you know, the talk has been since he said he wasn't resigning, you know, would he be doing something wrestling-related? May 1st is the first day his contract's expired. And a promo comes out of his old character. His last interview, he talked about cashing out at a casino. And you get this. I, I thought it was great. Um, I almost was overly curious and want to know like who directed it and edited it. Like, it was so good. I almost feel like at one point, you even hear the, the siren that they added to his theme music.
2: No, I don't even know if I really remembered.
1: There was the a siren. siren. Yeah, there was a
3: siren at one point. I'm not sure. Yeah, there was, was a, a siren. I kind of I got the uh, feel of his old music, too, with the siren kind of kicking in. I thought it was a fun. It was a lot of fun. It gives you interest for this guy. It gives you interest for the character. It kind of keeps him relevant in, in the wrestling world. It's it was, it was interesting to watch, and I'll see where he goes from here.
2: The last I looked, which was probably about 3 or 4 o'clock this afternoon, it had 1.9 million views. So it's probably well over two million now, maybe even approaching three. I mean, that's a big deal.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, it's,
2: it's, um,
1: you know, over reading into the details and, and the the speculating on it. There, um, I noticed cause I, you know, I've I think before two o'clock, I probably watched it four times, <laughs> and at one point there's a. Uh, there, there's like a sign that says Viper in the background. I had to like pause, and I'm sitting there. And I'm like, "Yeah, That's I saw Weird. That <laughs> like, so Viper. I guess I'm not sure if it has to do. Like, Viper has to do with either it, it says another word besides Viper. I guess at the bottom of the sign, but Viper is either a gym or is something he's affiliated with in the Vegas area. Now, mind mind you, he lives in Vegas. There is also in that still image there's um dice with, that are rolled at 7 two, yeah, and 2 and 5 now you know that's <laughs> crapping out but 2 5 is also 25 <laughs> which this is this is all Aaron's uncle Meltzer
0: was <laughs> <laughs> this Meltzer did you thinking
1: to do this yourself no I, no I believe me i can't come up with this okay trap. okay that, that's I that's why i, started I thought you wrote this yourself oh no no, oh no 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 i i mean i'll just put it as this i was the only one that said there was no chance he was not gonna wrestle and you, we all know he's ending up in aew there's no doubt right it just may Jane not Ambrose be a bad show. gone. john moxley
2: is back um, what's up you guys Sean Frost, <laughs> managing
1: editor. Wrestling this is how
2: much interest that John Moxley the generated in the wrestling <laughs>
3: community. <laughs> That's a prep move. <laughs> I was trying. To, I was trying to check how many views are there.
2: <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Uh, Ayla, what about you? Where Where do you? Where are your thoughts on it?
0: Yeah, I I loved it because the whole thing of him basically escaping the asylum, which was WWE, and running free and kind of going back to his. You know, CZW Deathmatch roots with the barbed wire, running spits and stuff. And I'm excited because we all know that I'm a, like my favorite version. Dean Ambrose was the first incarnation. It was him in the first incarnation of the Shield. I can care less about everything else. He should have been a bigger star, but catering to other people was more important than catering to somebody who's there full time. So that killed a lot of steam, and that's why he wasn't a bigger star in WWE. And I talked about this, we we talked about this all the time on the show for the last three years about how with him, it's like a lot of times you can see there's more th- there that he wants to say, but he just can't because he's following this script and verbiage is everything. And if, if you, if you, if you change the way you say something, it sounds a lot better than how it's written on a script. So he wasn't allowed to do certain things, but with, with this, he's basically escaping the asylum, which is WWE. And he, now he's on his own. He can do whatever he want. We talked about a few weeks ago that, his contract's expired, so he could show up and do whatever the hell he wants. And May 25th is double up, and he does live in Vegas. So I wouldn't be shocked if you see him there, maybe in the crowd or do a run to end the show or something along those fashion. But I do believe that he will be there in some type of fashion.
2: Yeah, my theory was he'd be like Scott Hall and be, like, in
1: the front row. <laughs> that that That's a that's a good point, uh, like a Scott Hall moment. I, I kind of compared it to – I didn't think – and I don't always know how these WWE contracts work. Like I knew he was done, but the whole 90 day clause is what always kind of throws me for a loop. So I thought double or nothing. Wasn't in his, um, you know, in his eyesight, I thought it might be like similar to like first episode of nitro. You get like a Lex Luger show up and that, that'll be like how it goes off. Like in a dream scenario, I wish it's punk, but, um, something huge. Now punk falls in this category but when you really think of someone that can go to another company, and I listen to um, Van Dam did like an interview recently, like and someone asked him like you know why he signed with Impact, and he was talking about like how much money he can make. He RVD says he's like how many people can say they're a former WWE champion and still can go out and wrestle. So Dean Ambrose and CM Punk are in a small crowd of people not signed to WWE that can still wrestle and have that as something that can tout because Jim Ross, you know, that's something you're going to hear in commentary. The first day he shows up, he's a former world champion from, you know, where.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And And
2: it's huge to have that.
0: Yeah. And I believe that the 90 day thing, it's only for when you get released, his contract expired. Cool. Okay. Okay.
2: So then that makes me feel pretty confident. He will be there. Uh, I have about 10 minutes left. So first thing, He's at 2.1 million views, which means his vignette has been viewed as many times as Monday Night Raw was this week, and viewed nice. more times than SmackDown was this week. <laughs> so
1: that that uh less than two minutes was better than the three hours I had force fed to
2: me off my iPad. <laughs> yes. Uh. So then the last thing we'll do before we get to listener questions, Eck, what were your thoughts on Cody's promo on
0: Dustin?
1: I actually want to hear my best friend's opinion on it first. Best
3: friend?
0: <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Uh, I I loved Cody's point, and we got a question about this, and it's it's, it's going to go kind of hand in hand with that. Ooh. Cody's points. He, I know he says, well, he calls homage a a jacked up piss ant or something along those lines. A piss ant bodybuilder. Piss ant bodybuilder. Okay, there you go. Thank you. So. Cody is absolutely 100% right, because one, you guys know I hate when people compare stuff from, to now, from now to back then, and we have to get we have, we try and get away from that. And I like Cody embracing that. Like, there's no reason that a Braun Paves match should get the attract. Well, you know what I mean, but a Braun Paves match should be more attractive than the women of AEW. Uh, Okada versus uh, Kenny match shouldn't be. View shit should, should, like shouldn't be viewed less than a hardcore match or whatever. Or, or I'm paraphrasing a bit or whatever he compared it to. But C- Cody's absolutely right now. Wrestling is subjective, but Cody is right that we always talk about on this show that wrestling now, from in ring work and character work, is arguably and debatably a lot better than what it was in the Attitude Era. And he's and Cody wants to show that and. We kind of gotta let the attitude error and leave the attitude error in the past because not maybe not us, but a lot of the wrestling community, all they care about is their attitude error. Now I understand it was the biggest point in wrestling, but they all they talk about is the attitude error, the attitude error is the attitude error that. But everything, a lot of stuff that's going on now is better than what was going on going on in the attitude error. It's just the fact that it's. It's not happening in WWE. It's happening in everywhere else and and, and sometimes in instances in WWE. But AEW is an a, a up-and-coming brand. So when they uh, – I'm sure you guys have seen the reports about how Turner has, like, a presentation this month or something like that. And they're going to uh, present uh, Tuesday Night Dynamite or whatever the show's going to be called to their investors – at the meetings this month. So maybe I think it's supposedly supposed to debut in October, but we have to get away from that. And I applaud Cody for making it Cody. Uh, we're trying to get rid of the attitude error because in wrestling, I do think that we need to let that go.
2: I agree with that. And Ek, what were your thoughts?
0: So, yeah, I mean,
1: I thought it was great. I mean that, and, and as a huge, Dean Ambrose fan, I, I thought that, you know you get a four minute banger from uh, Cody, you get a two minute banger prom- promo from uh, Ambrose, but this thing, I don't know, man, this just came out of left field. I, I can't believe how good I thought it was because I, I expected like you know a two to five minute rant about how his you know his brother this, his brother that, and then he flips a script and you know, I love my brother, but you know, it's about this generation versus that generation. He had his good jabs. He mentioned CM Punk, which everyone hopes CM Punk's going to be affiliated with the company, um, being the elite. Had an episode called Pissant, and he makes the jab at Triple H, which I, I'm I'm all here for. You know, when they want to make comments at each other's company, I, I am so so here for. Um, obviously, not as big as a Triple H fan as Aaron, but. I remember defending Triple H to Joe Laugh before about like him not having bad matches, and he was trying to say any good match he's had, it's always been because of the other person. And I tried defending it, tried defending it. And I'm literally like, that promo went. And now me as a guy that loves stipulation matches, I'm sitting here and I'm like trying to think of a triple H match <laughs> that I love that doesn't have a stipulation. Right. <laughs> So, I mean, that was, that's the thing that like throws me, I mean, the first five Triple H matches that would come to my mind, they, they all are gimmick matches and that, that is a hundred percent of what Cody's saying. Like, you know, all his matches got a gimmick and then compare it to a, a Kenny Okada match.
0: Was it, was it Triple H specifically he compared it to a Kenny Okada match? Yes. He's
1: because he said, uh, he said piss and bodybuilder, which I'm certain he obviously meant that towards him. Okay, you're right because
0: he was talking about the Triple H and Batista match from, and yeah, from this past year.
1: Well, and he said making every every match a, a no DQ match, a piss ant bodybuilder who makes every match a no DQ,
3: hitting his opponent with the jib cam.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you get to watch the Cody Rhodes,
3: yeah yeah i watched it. it was excellent it was superb i mean i can give without the uh fake crying at the end it was a little overacting but for the most part it was it was it was all it was awesome stuff
2: from a fellow actor
3: yeah yeah i i
2: <laughs> I, 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 I was
1: 50 50 on that i'm actually mad you brought that up my, my, my boy actually put in the one detail that was wrong with that
3: <laughs> I'll call it like i said
2: <laughs> yo but, uh, but up until then
3: yeah, really I, I it. Was, it was really good stuff, and a lot of what he said, you know, is, is, is entertaining. and kind of captures both areas of wrestling fans and kind of gets you to view it in a different light, which is always good. It kind of keeps interest.
2: Yeah, I, I thought it was really good. I don't have a whole lot to add. You guys kind of covered the whole thing. Other than I thought it was really good, I thought his performance was good, the delivery was good, and if this is what we can expect from AEW is, like, putting out this type of content... I think that they're in a very good position to succeed uh, moving forward. Um,
0: oh, and by the way, we're bringing back throwbacks so my best is to name top five Triple H non-hardcore matches. <laughs> can, can I?
1: I can, oh, no, 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 no. All the five are hardcore matches.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> no, We're bringing it back so you could see ones that aren't hardcore matches. Oh, oh, okay. Um, um, oh,
1: oh, one last thing on mm-hmm. it. Um, Oh man, the the non-hardcore just thinking of one just gave me a headache for a second. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I think one thing I am looking forward to, Ornit, that just gives me so much more hope. You can tell Cody's got a different mind frame when like they all, everyone involved with AEW says like we're not here to compete against WWE. Like he's clearly here to take a piss on them any chance he gets,
2: which I love. I I hope that that is his philosophy.
1: I'm I'm here. I got all the time in the world for it, um, and, and again because with being a month away, three weeks, whatever it is from Double or Nothing, I would I would have still been into it. I still would have been excited for brother versus brother, but the way he spun the script with this promo uh, again,
2: over the top. Yeah, it was excellent. Uh, we have about five minutes, so we might want to just get to to listener questions.
0: All right, so. First, the first one goes hand in hand with the question what, what we just talked about okay. About the attitude era. it's from Prep I've been thinking a lot lately About the attitude error in the, in the bigger picture when it came to it Are you willing to sum it up as overrated Or still think it's the best time in wrestling
2: I'm not going to call it overrated Because it was a lot of fun And there were a lot of really memorable stuff And it was a time when like you almost when almost anyone came down that ramp, you were like had some investment in them, so it was fun, but it's not it's not the be all and end all of wrestling history like people want to make it um i will I will never deem that era as
1: overrated. I think the argument will always be, is it the best era i I will agree right now that this era could be equal to if not better and especially with the next you know year to come we'll see if it beats it um i just can't with all the fond memories with that being what i grow up on, i can't look at it as overrated i would look at maybe the 80s and stuff like that that i know people tout about maybe that's overrated to the people that say it's better than the attitude era but still number one in my eyes joseph
3: definitely not overrated i would never say that um Again, you get into those comparisons from errors, like people try to compare Jordan to LeBron's apples to oranges. You can't really put two things together and say they're equal. I mean, again, you might get better one-on-one in-ring matches now, but back then you had more, more room to do different things that were kind of cutting edge, that were kind of keeping them motivated. You had better characters because you can get away with more than you can in this PG error. So it's, you can't compare them both, but I, I would definitely want to say it's overrated. Right, Halo. What
0: about you? It's a bit hard to say. Um, it was definitely the the biggest time in wrestling. That's not. That's not. That's never going to be a debate. But if I had to pick underrated, or overrated, I would say it's a bit overrated. But like I said earlier, being overrated isn't a bad thing. When people hear the word overrated, like they they want to attack you and stuff. But a lot of things are overrated. And the one thing, the reason I say it's overrated, because everybody thinks that everything was great.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's one thing that I hate. It's like, okay, you like something, but everything they do or everything they've ever done is not great. Like, if we did an overrated list, you would be shocked who my number one is, of all, an overrated of all time. But that, that's just how I take it. Not, not taking away anything from the Attitude Era. It was the biggest boom in wrestling. But the fact that everybody just thinks it's like the end-all, be-all in wrestling, which it was, the, big, the, the, the best and fun time, it's, it wasn't, it's not as great as you look. Watch it now. It ain't that great. You'll be like, what the hell is this?
3: <laughs> I don't think it's the end-all, be-all. I think with any anything, you're going to have hits and misses. I mean, you're sitting here now talking about how boring wrestling is and in, in, in different, different avenues. I mean, you got the same thing back then, even if you watch it.
2: Right, that, and that's why I wouldn't say it's overrated. I think it's just some people think it's better than it was. But like, I thought it was a lot of fun, and I don't think you can take that away from it. But yeah, I and definitely I, understand my, uh, the, the point. My one last note on it, I think
1: the way I'll always look back on it, like if you compare it to the 2014 and 2019 what we're watching now, I think we get better match quality. But the storylines, the moments, the feels, that's all trumps out in the Attitude Era.
0: There was more of that then. Oh, yeah. yeah, Hands, hands down. It's just that. It's just the whole consensus of oh this is great. This is great this is great. You know, that, that that's where that's where I get kind of taken away. It's like everything wasn't that great. You know?
2: It's like when you break up with a girl you hate and then like five years later you don't remember the stuff you hated so much and then you're like, Oh, let's try this again and then you remember that and it, and it, it wasn't t- as great
3: <laughs> <laughs> as yeah. you remember it. Then it turns out she's a dude. <laughs> <laughs> well confused. that hasn't happened to me, but I right, assume
2: now? that that would suck.
3: I'm on an island? <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. You love <laughs> islands. Um, what else do we have for a question? Uh,
0: all right. Quick. Uh, which promo is from he- Kevin Fenty? He asks, which promo or promos would you guys consider the best of all time?
2: So you guys know I'm not good at, like, thinking on one of the spot the ones. But I'm going to say, like, the, the one that immediately comes to mind as one that I love, I will – I go out of my way to... I have two. One might be considered more of a vignette. So the, the one that, I, uh, that comes to mind first is the HBK promo he does right before the Hell in a Cell match with The Undertaker. <laughs> he talks about how this is not for his coveted European Championship. That will stay around the waist. Around the, waist of, the heart of the
0: heartbreak kid. kid.
2: <laughs> and he does like the <laughs> white off his brow. And my, my favorite moment of that is Triple H tries to talk at the end of it. And he gets cut off. I love that. That was like before Triple H was anybody. And I, I just love that so much. And the other one is, and Joey's probably the only one that would really remember this from the time. Uh, when Undertaker and Yokozuna had a casket match at the 1994 Royal Rumble. They did a series of vignettes with them building the casket that would be big enough to fit Yokozuna. And I go out of my way to watch this at least probably once every other month because I just love Paul Bearer's Yokozuna. <laughs> when my undertaker takes your large carcass. I cannot get enough of it. I think it's great. When I was like a 14-year-old kid, I thought it was awesome. I still think it's awesome now. So those are the two that I'll say. Joey, what about you?
3: Like you said, it's hard to think about um, promos through the years. there's a lot of wrestling to go back and I would have to do some research. I mean but the first thing that comes to mind when that when that question is posed is some of Kurt Angles. Um, <laughs> comically serious promos. <laughs> they always they always hit a spot.
2: Yeah. A-
3: agreed.
1: Eck? Um, um, yeah, I guess it, you know similar to everyone it's, it's one of those ones that it, I'm sure. We're gonna get off this uh, recording, and right before I fall asleep, I'm like, "Damn, I forgot this." I guess the first like three that come into my mind, I'm gonna leave one out and only mention it if Aaron doesn't. Um, one one's got to be obviously the pipe bomb promo. Um, I feel like that was the first promo to keep me watching wrestling after I stopped watching it for seven years. Um, Shawn Michaels and Triple H the whole I don't know if it's necessarily a promo, but it may be more of like a package, but I think like the promo work, yeah, I guess it's more of a package. I was gonna say the, the build up for the their SummerSlam O two feud. But that mm-hmm. um I guess the only other thing that comes to my mind instantly would be like Heyman's promos from the re relaunch of ECW. Stuff like that I like because it was shooting, it was behind the scenes, it took you and it, it it hyped you up for the event that's the stuff that comes to my mind right away
0: Uh, real quick um, so I love Ric Flair on Dusty Dusty Rhodes anytime and I love Mm -hmm. Dusty's Hard Times promo Mm -hmm. I love that and something random I don't know if you Joey may have seen this John Cena did a promo leading into Vengeance 2003 again to The Undertaker in a graveyard and he pissed on a tombstone <laughs> so good. Now did he have
2: his shovel and did he dig the grave did, or no? Uh,
0: did he? Did he? No. I, he may I'm not have had the shovel yet. No, no. I'm trying to think. Did he? Did he have a shovel? That, I, I don't remember. But I don't know think he, he had he a shovel. On the tombstone. <laughs> I don't think he had a shovel. He, okay, but I know he pissed on the tombstone. That is funny.
1: Uh, two other is Aaron leaving his favorite out.
0: Aaron, are you done? That's all I could think of at the moment. You had something. I stuff. know what one
1: Ek wants to bring Ma- up. Maybe, maybe this doesn't qualify, but how are you not saying the Xbox DX promo? <laughs> oh,
0: God. How could, how could I forget?
1: Oh, my God. I'm, Thank you, I'm not going to be able to sleep that you forgot it now.
0: That's Thank what you. I thought Ek was going to bring up. Thank you. I, mean, kid.
1: I, was, I was like, you know what? I can't. I know Aaron's going to say it. that's probably number one on his list. Let me not say it.
0: All this Triple H slander had me forgetting. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's two
1: other <laughs> things I
2: thought of while we were talking, and we may have to just end it on this. So one is I don't remember what event it was. Um, actually, no, three. One the Lex Luger Ron Killing's promo <laughs> <laughs> Super Brawl Saturday. <laughs> uh, so that's one. The other one is a promo uh, Owen cut on Brett when he says, and that's why you're sitting there with a bad leg, and that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. I don't remember what it's from, but excellent. It's like one of those things that I know I always remember, Laugh always remembers it, a group of our friends will say it every once in a while. And the last one, I can't cite a specific promo, but the AJ John Cena promos when they were in that feud a couple summers ago were excellent.
0: They were. I remember, I'm sorry, Pash. I'm sure you, somebody else might throw one in, but I got one. The Triple H against the faces of Foley with Cactus Jack Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That Ooh. was very good. that's <laughs> So good. I got to, Pass.
1: I got to sprinkle one more mm-hmm. in here. I got to put a Lesnar one in. <sighs> Do you? Ger- Guerrero Lesnar for the No Way Out. Lesnar's, uh, Guerrero's um, addiction promo before his title match. Jake the Snake it,
3: promos were always if good.
1: You it, if you haven't watched
3: it, if you haven't watched
1: it recently, watch it.
0: Thanks, Conrad. <laughs>
1: um, that was on. Um, that was on. What's it called? Wrestling Classic on the anniversary. Oh, really? Really?
2: Uh, very good. I'm glad we got all those in because I, I thought we might like shortchange the question a little bit. So thank you, Brett, for your question. Kevin Fenty, international ambassador of Matt Madness. Officially. Officially, yes.
1: oh uh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. One last one. Mm-hmm. The Mad Madness Rumble promos from a year <laughs> and a half ago.
0: <laughs> they were Rosenberg in Sam Yeah,
2: I forgot about those. Jeez. Um, so yeah, thank you, Kevin Fenty, for the question. Led to some uh, fun conversation here at the end. Uh, please subscribe to the show on iTunes. Please leave a five-star rating and review. Joel Embiid, uh, you play tomorrow night, then you don't play again till Sunday. You have a couple days to sit down and trust the process with us. LeBron, you're out of the loop until October. Uh, I think that is every here. LeBron's
3: in the city tonight. Is he? Well, yeah. I, ha- I have it on good on good f- on good faith, <laughs> good, faith. <laughs> good authority that LeBron. Good authority. In the <laughs> city. He's, he's in the area. You have a
0: source.
2: <laughs> well, LeBron, we don't have a throne, but if you want to trust, or if you want to uh, sit down, I'll sit on the throne, and you can talk hey. to me if you want. Um, yeah.
0: Pass got two percent left for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: listen to uh, your boy Elroy every Friday if you're an MMA fan, and I guess that is it for the show for Mister Sexy Punta Cana. Then now forever. <laughs> C.K. Joe Rottermill. Reppin' the cane. <laughs> For F2 Fly, Eric Trembicki. Adios. <laughs> and, and four, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. I am Ron Paschery Jr., and we will see you next week. Talking day,
1: Hop on the top rope, by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand Fist a Superman, it's a summer Slam. Here we go again, fans mocking man Man, I hate my balls, Shut the Mr. McMahon It ain't shake the land, off the cell Fans love it, ain't hard to tell Talking madness, awesome, well What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell